You are listening to the message by Antioch Center for the Nations. For more information, please visit www.antiochcenterforthenations.org. Thank you. Now, this is about mothers. This is entitled The Mother of Jesus. And uh, today when I was doing the graphic, it was really hard not to find a creepy picture. Because I was looking around all these, I went through like 150 pictures online of them. But I got one that was just this really nice little pencil sketch. If you ever get a chance, go look at it online. It's really cute. It's just simply a mother and a baby together. But it is a depiction of Mary that I found interesting. So the mother of Jesus, in Proverbs 31, verses 1 and 2, it says, The sayings of King Lemuel, an inspired utterance his mother taught him. Listen, my son, listen, son of my womb. Listen, my son, the answer to my prayers. So she's saying that her child was an answer to her prayers. A mother is in a very unique position. I know that Jesus walked this earth with the greatest responsibilities that any human ever had. Because he was human, he was physical like we were, but put upon him were the greatest most important responsibilities of all time and space. But although he was God in physical form, he still had to live his life by the Father's direction and purposes. And part of his obedience to his Father's purposes was for Jesus to relate well with his mother. And so I started thinking about the way that Jesus treated Mary. Uh, There are times that we might think he was a bit disrespectful, but he really wasn't. He was always honoring of her. He kept a balance. But here on Mother's Day, I want us to consider three things about Mary, the mother of Jesus. And this gives us a model for mothers to see and follow in relation to the kingdom of God. I'm not going to tell you how to be a mother. I can't. I'm a man. But I can point it to scriptures. And I can show you what Jesus did. So my relationship with the concept of motherhood would be more biblical in the sense of how did Jesus treat his mother? How did he think about mothers? What was a mother to him? And his mother was very important. So these things I want to see first. Uh, number one is the vision of a mother. Luke one forty four. as soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, Elizabeth says, the mother of John the Baptist. The baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. So Mary was a simple, normal girl who became a mother in a very unique way. Very difficult manner to become a mother supernaturally by the Holy Spirit. The things that she had to face because of her impregnation, being immaculate and supernatural. Her husband, of course, didn't believe this and wanted to uh, put her away privately, divorcing her. And the angel of God came, God told him not to do that and convinced him to be able to stay with her. So she went through a lot of difficulties when she actually became the mother. Think about how difficult it was. They didn't even have a place to properly stay. There was no room at the inn. It was all booked up 
too many people were there, and as a result, they ended up, of course, staying out in a, in a barn where the animals were kept and using the manger to keep the baby in the night, and they would have never planned that timing. When I preach about it at Christmas time, I usually share that message about the birth of your ministry parallel to the birth of Jesus through Mary and all of these things. But suffice it to say, it was not easy for her, and she endured many things. It's never easy to have a child. It's never easy to uh, get, uh, well, it's easy to get pregnant. It's not so easy to carry the baby. The getting pregnant part's a little easier. Not for everyone. Some people uh, have a lot more trouble with that. But when you carry the baby for nine months and the discomfort of that, um, you can always tell the mothers in the last few weeks of their pregnancy because they are finished. They are ready for the baby to come out. And they're just waiting for, when are you coming out? You know, they're just excited about the birth of the baby. And when the baby comes, it's a lot of pain. But I think part of the reason they can endure it is because they know at least it's coming out. I went through all this for all those months to be able to get to this place. But it's a great responsibility. And Mary did this when, when she was young. I don't think she had ever imagined that the events would take place as they did. And I believe that life, all life is precious. I believe that the greatest gift of a woman is the ability to have children. And I don't want to sound bigoted or sexist, but... I actually, it's the one thing I really admire about women outside of their beauty is their ability to have children. I don't have that ability. I can't have a baby, but a woman has the ability to, to have life created inside of her and come out. And it's such a beautiful honor to have that. And so I honor any woman that has had a child. I honor any woman, period, that has the ability to do that. And I think it's a beautiful gift, perhaps the most amazing gift in the natural ever given to a human being that we can procreate my role is a lot simpler but the woman is the one that actually has to gestate and carry the baby all those months and uh, even if if a woman may be infertile she still possesses the ability to mother and i've seen a lot of great mothers who never had a baby there are some that cannot um, Barbara's mother could not have a baby. They were not able. They were infertile. And so they adopted Barbara. And that was her mother that took care of her. I've seen a lot of mothers. There are people, um, even, you know, Mother Teresa, who mothered a lot of people historically, uh, but she herself didn't have a baby. There are a lot of women like that that have that natural instinct because it's inside of them. And actually, in this passage, when we're looking over it, there's a lot of things that we can see. And uh, before we go into that, I want to read another scripture to you because this kind of highlights it. Uh, Luke 2, 16, 19, and in Luke 2, 49, uh, both in the same chapter. Uh, so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph, this is the shepherds, and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Verse 49 says, Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. And then, and of course this is a you know, 12, 13 year period is gone between this. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So, you know, Mary, first of all, if you recap, go back to the first scripture where 
um, it says, as soon as the sound of the greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb lived for joy. Blessed, this is Elizabeth says, blessed is she who has believed. Because remember, the angel of the Lord came to Mary and said this would happen. How can it be if I'm just a virgin? But she conceded and believed when she said, let it be to me your servant, I'll, your handmaiden, uh, whatever you say. So she had to accept that. And so I see that Mary had faith in the promises of God. She had expectation. She had a vision for motherhood or a vision for her child. And when it was revealed to her by supernatural things, she held it in her heart. She had to wait for the right time. And when we are raising our children, we have this, mothers especially, have this feeling that they're going to be something wonderful. They're going to be something great. And you hold your little baby and you imagine, what can they become? Well, the sky's the limit. Especially if they have a mother that's nurturing them, caring from them, uh, for them, and protecting them, educating them, like King Lemuel's mother, who then goes into the entire saw, um, Proverbs 31, the virtuous woman, all those things that are described there. That's a mother teaching someone. And the boy, the king, Lemuel, he learned it so well. Some theologians say that's actually Solomon. It's not proven, but it could be. And the mother taught him so many principles that he lived by that he taught them as a standard for what a woman should be. And when a woman really takes care of her child and her mother uh, in her mother position, she needs a lot of faith to do that. Mary glorified God as a mother, it says there. Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord. And a position of motherhood, she glorified God. I believe that motherhood can be a great way for a woman to exalt God. God can be glorified through her ability to raise a child. Mary was spiritually empowered to be a mother because it says, um, and the spirit rejoices, my spirit rejoices in my God, my Savior, in God, my Savior. So this is interesting that her spirit, you don't often see in the Bible people talking about their spirits. Usually they say their heart, their soul, but Mary had a very spiritual connection to her job as a mother, and it is a very spiritual task to raise children. And so I pray for all the mothers that they do so spiritually empowered. Uh, Mary was honored for being a mother. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. And it's true. When someone raises their child and cares and loves and nurtures it's amazing to see what will happen there, the honor that will come even from your own children in later years. And Mary was ex had exalted God through being a mother, and that's a fact. Now, there, in those other scriptures we saw also, she kept this in her heart because sometimes you have to keep it in your heart to the fulfillment of your child. Now, the second thing I want to see is the rights of a mother. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee, Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? And Jesus replied, My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now, we know this story that Jesus seems a little bit here like it's kind of uh, something that's making him uncomfortable. He doesn't really want to do it, but it's his mother. And mothers have the ability and the right to make claims on their children, and the children will obey. My mother has always been able, my mother can still do that to me. It's interesting that my mother could claim a healing through me and get it. 
because that's her right. You understand that all Mary's trying to do here is place a demand on the spiritual content and power of her own son to do something that we might think would be almost frivolous. Why would you just make wine? And we already calculated it's a thousand bottles of wine that he makes there. And all because his mother wanted him to do it. And I think that it's okay. My mother placed a demand on me for healing. She received that. My mother still can is the only one. My mother is the only one that can speak to, to me the way that she does. Uh, she still has the power and the authority to rebuke me. She still has, I said, something that was a little bit off color in the sense of maybe a bit flippant with her one time in the family. This is just like a year or so ago. And boy, she railed on me. She sent me a big, I have not been rebuked in a whole letter like that in a very long time. And it was refreshing. And I realized this is my mommy, my mommy. This is the one that used to go in the backyard and pull a wooden stick out of a tree and scrape the leaves off of it and come in the house and beat me with it because she was a mother. She had the right to discipline me. And I thank God for it. I still, to this day, I can hear the that switch, she used to call it a switch. I'm going to go get a switch. And mothers mothers like those switches. They, they'll keep them handy. They'll put them right on the table. Is there any problem at all? You just pick it up. You just pick it up. You, you actually have it with you? See, yeah, she's got it in her purse. Awesome. See, that's a good mother. A mother knows they have to do these things. And Mary is placing demands on Jesus. And even Jesus is like, why are you bothering me with this? What is up with that? She does not even wait for him to agree. Think about it. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my hour is not yet come. So he's telling his mother, I can't do this. But what does she say? His mother said to the servant, already had turned away from him. She said it, look, there's a problem. You got to fix this. I, I know who you are. I've held it in my heart, but. Now let's get this started. So his first miracle was not instigated by his own volition at all. His first miracle was instigated by his mother saying to him, look, Jesus, see, we got an issue here with wine, okay? Well, mom, why are you telling me this? I haven't even, my hour is not yet come, whatever. Look, just do whatever he tells you. And he's going to give you some instructions. Follow them carefully. And he did it anyway. Well, why did he do it? You think he did it for his heavenly father? No, he did it for his mother. And you think his father used it? Of course. God honors when a mother is honored by the children, and the children are obedient to the mother. There's all kinds of scriptures. I could have taken us through a long teaching on all that Proverbs says, but I'd kind of like the idea of what mothers have the right to do. Uh, then, first, the first one was that we saw that the, the, the vision of a mother, and this is the rights of a mother. Now, this is the last one, the security of a mother. When Jesus saw his mother there, this is Jesus actually hanging on the cross in the last minutes of his life, about to give up the spirit and die. And he saw his mother there right in front of him, looking down on her and the disciple whom he loved. That's John, because this is John's gospel. He always wrote of himself as the one that Jesus loved. Standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, the disciple took her, Mary, into his home. 
And I thought it was beautiful that the creator of the universe took the time hanging on the cross. One of the last things he said, in fact, there's the seven last sayings of Christ that are people usually do as they go through the last Friday. And one of the last sayings is this. So one of the last things she ever said was, uh, he ever said was something to cause his mother to be taken care of. Here is your mother. And from that time on, this disciple took her into his home. So one of the last things he did was this. More so than a father may hope, uh, a mother may hope in the protection. A father, of course, can also trust that the children will watch out for him as he gets older. I know it's very popular in Asian culture to understand and believe that your children have a certain obligation, responsibility to take care of you, and I have no issues with that. Uh, some men and women, as parents, uh, they invest and find ways to create a pension. This is practically unheard of in other countries like Mexico and some of these nations. Maybe it's changed more Mexico, but if you go to any rural areas around the world, India, Mexico, uh, the parents do very little to store up anything. Usually they, they know because they have a certain security and no matter what happens, their, their um, children are going to take care of them. And I don't really expect this of my children. I'm not saying it's that my children maybe will be watching and say, oh, dad's going to want us to take care. I'm believing that God is very apt and capable to take care of me for the rest of my life. And I do believe the day I die, I will have the strength you see me with now. And that I will simply, I'm going to do a Smith Wigglesworth. I want to sit in a chair and just go home. Until then, so I'm, that's my vision and my obligation. I'm not God. I don't know all things, but I do know that that I have a lot of faith to believe. But in this case, we see that Jesus took care of his mother, and a mother can hope that her child loves her. And my brother and I both have talked about my mother as she's getting older, what she's going to do. My mother does not want to be with me. You really can't blame her. She's American, and she is not particularly interested in traveling around the world right now. And she did sometimes pass visit me in Mexico, but as soon as I went overseas, she's a little leery about going there. So there's always been a reason why she couldn't. Uh, often pets she owned, husbands who that she was married to, that uh, she's, she's a widow uh, two times over. And so... Um, uh, in those instances, she said she couldn't come because her husband was ill, and then she had a cat that was ill, and then these are all the reasons why. But my brother is nearby, just a city away, and they can come and visit and do all this. And so now uh, she is she when she was liqu starting to liquidate her things in her home, uh, I said just take all the money from my part. She wanted me to have, just take all the money and just use it to pay for whatever my brother has to do for you. So that was a concern of mine. I had nothing really to do to help her with until she offered me that half of that house. And so it was nice. I finally had something to give back. And so I put it all in my brother's hands. So my brother will take care. But she's always welcome. I've told her many times because it's a concern of mine. My mother does not have to worry if, 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 if things get difficult. Well, she's in really good hands with my brother. My brother's in a much better position to do the things that she wants. But you know what I mean. This is what a mother can hope for. This is what a mother can know, the security that she has. These three things we saw, uh, the vision of a mother. Mary had a vision about her children. We all 
you as mothers, of course, you have a, a desire, you have a passion to see your children become great things, do great things. You put them in positions to learn and to be nurtured, to be able to be the things that hopefully God wants them to be. And Mary's vision as a mother for her son, Jesus, was exactly that. She only wanted to see the fulfillment of the scriptures for her son. Number two, the rights of a mother. Yeah, she could place certain demands on her children, even when they were in that position as Jesus was. And three, the security of a mother. Amen?